Hey, you're listening to Good Morning Lovely, encouraging truth to jumpstart your day. I'm your host, Chantal Allison Conte, and I'm so excited to share this truth with you today. Let's get to it. When I was growing up in the 90s, I remember I would go to my mom or even go to teachers and be like, oh, this person said this to me. And the response was always the same. Sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt you. I heard it constantly. Sometimes there were weeks where I heard it every day. It was just like a constant response to words that hurt my feelings or were negative or that I didn't like. Um... And at that time, obviously the adults in my life didn't know. I think they were well, they had well intentions. They didn't mean any malice. But what they were actually doing was endorsing a lie. Because words absolutely do hurt us. You know, if someone gives you a scrape on your arm, that scrape will heal. You clean it up, put a bandage on it, add some cocoa butter and some coconut oil when you're airing it out and it may not even look like you had a scar at all it may even your skin may completely rejuvenate and you may look like you wouldn't even be able to tell that you scraped yourself there right but words words stay with us the word that's said to you when you are six years old can stay with you until you're 25 30 40 even older you know you hear stories all the time of older people talking about how someone said something to them when they were very young, like elementary age, and they haven't forgot it. Words are powerful. And when I think about the words spoken over me in my life, I think about all of the different situations. So I was teased a lot. I was bullied and I was teased. Now, the kind of teasing and bullying I endured when I was in school would absolutely mortify the education system right now because we there was a high tolerance for bullying when I was when I was younger right now there is a no tolerance like you can barely even tell somebody that you don't like something without them even saying that you're bullying or teasing them we have like a super low tolerance now but when I was in school it was a high tolerance and it was bad you know to the point where I didn't want to go to school and I didn't want to wake up in the morning I was suicidal because I felt like my life had no meaning. Because from the time I was very little to the time I was in high school, all I heard was negative words about myself. All I heard was how thin I was. All I heard was how ugly I was. All I heard was how wrong I was. And you know what I started to do? I started to say, what's wrong with me? And not just that, I started to say the words back to myself that were spoken over me. So I was teased a lot throughout school for being thin to the point when I was in high school, you know, and I started shopping for myself without my parents and I would go to the fitting room and I would try things on. I would literally say, you're too thin. You can't wear that. And I would like literally, I would literally speak the same words, the same negative words, the same hateful words, the same discouraging word that was spoken over me and hurt me and broke me, I started to say it back to myself. I started to agree with the lies. And this isn't just something that we do with people. This is something we also do spiritually. And it may put a thought in your head. You're worthless. You have no purpose. You're unlovable. That's why that happened to you. And then because we're not trained in the fact that our mind is a battlefield and that's where wars are won and lost is in our mind and our thoughts 
right? I um, was in a conference and I believe his name is Ed Mullet. I hope I'm not butchering it. He's a motivational speaker. And he said, all emotions come from thoughts, right? Your thoughts are so powerful. They're where everything starts. So you receive this negative thought about yourself and you just accept it. It took me a long time in my life to learn that I don't have to accept every single word that I hear that I think your thoughts are not even yours and I know that sounds crazy but it's kind of like think of your head as a nest a bird's nest right and it's like the thoughts are flying past are flying past the nest like birds that's what it that's what it is you don't have to take every every thought you don't have to say oh that's my thought It's kind of like a bird flying over a nest. That's what our thoughts are. But a lot of times what we do is we hear you have no purpose or I have no purpose because sometimes thoughts come in I statements and they're not you. You have to ask yourself, why would I think this about myself? Why would I give myself this thought, right? This is obviously coming from somewhere. You have to ask the right questions. So when you start to realize that all your thoughts are not your thoughts and that the mind is the battlefield, the mind is where wars, the war for your purpose, the war for your destiny, the war for your your relationship with God. Those wars are won and lost in our thoughts. Everything starts with a thought. Everything starts with a thought. We have to be more cognitive and more aware of the words in our lives. And if you're like me, you didn't get a positive start in the words of your life. The words in your life early on were negative. People spoke death over you. People didn't speak life over you. And it became your normal and you started to speak life. You started to speak death over yourself instead of life. And when that happens, you got to take control. Words have power. Words will manifest into your life. Do not let other people who have no authority to manifest their death and their negativity in your life be the only one to speak over you. What do I mean by that? You have to speak over yourself. You know, the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. You have to speak life over yourself. I remember one thing that I struggled with a lot was um, my body image. I was so self-conscious and that just comes with the nature of being teased. If you've been teased, you know what I'm talking about. When you constantly have people looking at you and judging you verbally and telling you what you look like and judging your appearance, it makes you overly self-conscious and you start to feel like someone's always looking to judge me. So I have to, to always make sure I'm not doing this wrong or I have to always make sure I look right to always stay on top of it because I don't want anyone to judge me and say anything, right? And I was just struggling so bad. And my one of my mentors, Shantina, shout outs to her. She told me two, she told me two things. The first thing she said is, You didn't make you, so why are you angry at you? <laughs> right? Like, take that to God. Tell God, I feel angry with the way you made me. Um, and God will show you the beauty and how he made you, right? He will show you when you go to him with that honesty, he will show you the beauty and why you and why he made you. The beautiful, because you are beautiful if you haven't heard it. The gorgeous, because you are gorgeous if you haven't heard it. Creation that you are. You're his creation. You're his masterpiece. Um, the God of the universe created you in your mother's womb, knit you together. 
You're made in his image. There's nothing ugly. There's nothing unlovable. There's nothing... There's nothing about you that is anything less than worthy and great. Um, And just real quick, I know we're not talking about worth, but it just has to be said. There's nothing you can do and there's nothing anyone can do to you that can take your worthiness away. You will always be worthy of love in the Father's eyes because he created you, you're his, and he loves you. Period. Um, But going back to that second thing that Shantina said, she also told me to read Psalms 139 every day in the mirror to myself. And when she first told me that, I'm like, that's bizarre. Why am I going to look at myself and read things I don't believe? And it's not faking faking it until you make it. A lot of people would say, oh, that's faking it until you make it. No, no. It's making a decision to love yourself. You know, we talk about love not being a feeling, love not being an emotion and how we need to be faithful regardless and we have to love people even when we don't feel like it. That includes yourself. You know, that includes yourself. That includes loving you when you don't feel like loving you. And sometimes that means looking yourself in the mirror and speaking word over yourself. And that's what I did. I was in college and that's what I did. I remember I had this mirror that was provided by the college, you know, that like um, almost like birchwood, shiny looking furniture they give you. <laughs> there was like a mirror on top of the dresser. And I remember looking in the mirror and I had like my Bible and I would read Psalms 139 to myself. You are wonderfully made is what I would tell myself. You, he knitted you in your mother's womb. And I did it for 30 days. And then I kept doing it because I liked it. It made me feel better. I started to notice my confidence growing. And I can now say years later that I'm a woman. My body's changed from having babies. Am I a little self-conscious? Sometimes. But I am nowhere near where I was before because I chose to speak positive words over myself, over the way I look, over the way I see myself. I told me how I was going to see me. And that's what I mean when I say we cannot allow other people who have authority, who have no authority over our destiny or our future to be the only ones speaking over us. You have to tell you how you're going to feel about you. Words are so powerful. You know, and sometimes the words don't always come from people who are far away from us, like classmates or people who, you know, don't really have any true value in our life sometimes the words come from parents sometimes parents have spoken things over us that we can't shake or loved ones maybe it was a boyfriend or an ex-spouse or a current spouse or a friend that knew you and she or he said something really painful to you that you can't let go of you know the word also says that the word the word talking about the word (laughs) is able to cut through things it's able to uproot things right those are things in your life that need to be cut and uprooted and you can only do it with the word of god you have to find scripture and speak it over yourself you have to tell yourself how you're going to look at yourself no one's going to come and save you. No knight in shining armor is going to come and tell you sweet nothings. And even if it does, it won't change the way you look at you. You know, I think a lot of times we think, oh, if this happened, then I'll feel better about myself. Or if I had this, then I would feel prettier. Or if I had that, then I would be happy with myself. And it's all a lie. We have to make a stance. We have to, we have to 
we have to make a decision and we have to say, I'm going to tell me how I'm going to feel about me. I am wonderfully made. I am his beloved. He sings and dances over me. I was created in his image. I am worth dying for. I'm worth coming back for. I'm worth fighting for. There's nothing I could ever do to separate me from the love of God. Those are the things you have to speak over yourself. And I promise you, if you do it, now you can't say it's not going to work. You can't just say it's not going to work. This is silly. This is stupid. If you don't try it. You know, um, when I would, when I used to teach, um, I used to have kids that used to say, school is boring. And I would ask them, I'm like, have you ever had a day when you've been fully engaged in every single class and you did every single thing your teacher told you to do all day long? No. So then you don't know that school is boring because you haven't done school. You've done your version of school. So how about you be engaged in every single class and then at the end of the day, you tell me that school's boring. Then we can talk. It's the same thing with this. Do it. I challenge you. Pick a scripture, pick a chapter, pick a verse, whatever you want. For 30 days, speak it over yourself in the mirror with conviction. Believe it. Believe what you're saying. It, it, it's for you. It applies to you. Believe it when you say that you're wonderfully made. Believe it when you say that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Speak it. You're not going to believe it at first, but speak it over yourself 30 days. And then tell me it doesn't work then. But you can't knock it until you try it. Do not let people who do not have authority over your destiny and your purpose be the only one speaking over you. Take control. Take that control back. God says life and death are in the power of the tongue. That's what his word says. You and only you get to choose the kind of life you're going to live. You and you get to choose how you're going to see yourself. Choose to see yourself through the eyes of the beloved. He says that you're wonderfully made. He says that you're worth dying for. He says you're worth fighting for. He says he'll never leave you or forsake you. He says that you are lovable. Love himself calls you lovable. Choose to believe the truth. Tell yourself what you're going to believe about you. Today's truth comes to us from Proverbs 18, 20 through 21. From the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Y'all, words have power. Words have power. When we say things, when we speak things, it's not just empty. The God of the universe. The Bible tells us that the God of the universe created everything we see by speaking. Let there be light. Right? Like he spoke it into existence. And this is not about naming it and claiming it. It's not about any of that. It's about what the Bible says. And it's that death and life are in the power of our tongue. There's so many scriptures about how we should use our mouths to bless the Lord and how if you keep your mouth from speaking evil, you do yourself good. Like our mouths are weapons. They're weapons. 
and weapons should only be used properly, right? We know that weapons are only to be used properly. They're not to be used just flippantly or whenever we want. Use your weapon, use your words, use your mouth to speak life over yourself, to give yourself life. So they spoke death over you, speak life over you. So they told you you were going to be nothing but death. Tell yourself you're going to be nothing but life. Tell you how you are going to see you speak life over yourself. Proverbs 18, 20 through 21. From the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. For he is satisfied by the yield of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. Go through your day knowing that you can change the narrative. You don't have to do what they said you'll do. You don't have to be what they've said you'll be. You don't have to think what they've told you to think. And you don't have to say what they've said to you. You can change the narrative. Speak life. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for the sweet sister under the sound of my voice. I thank you, God, that she is your beloved. I thank you, God, that she is wonderfully made. I thank you, God, that when she asks for forgiveness, you cast her sins as far as the east are from the west. I thank you, God, that you will quiet her with your love and that you rejoice over her with singing and dancing. You love her. I thank you that she is full of worth. I pray, God, that the Holy Spirit would just stir up on the inside of her, God, and that when she's about to say the negative thing about herself or repeat the negative words spoken over her, that you would remind her that she is your, that she is, she's wonderfully made, that she is your beloved, God. I pray that as she's thinking the thoughts, as her thoughts are racing, that you would bring the word back into her remembrance. Give her a hunger and a thirst for your word because your word says that those that hunger and thirst their thirst will be quenched they'll be filled so i pray that you would give her a hunger and a thirst for your word and that she would eat the word and that it would be satisfying to her that it would bring life to her i pray that she would speak life that she would choose life and that she would give life in jesus name we pray amen Okay, ladies, so I can hear it now. Chantal, you're telling me to speak life. You're telling me that I need to like do all this stuff. How do I do it? I'm just going to give you guys a quick rundown of how I do this. So you want to get a notebook or like an index ring. If you don't have um, that, you can just use the notes on your phone. Although I recommend writing it down. If you could write it down, that would be better. And you can Google it. If you have a concordance or like an index in the back of your Bible, you can use that. But you want to look up all of the scriptures about you being God's beloved. You want to make it personal. So if you're struggling with body image, I recommend Psalms 139. You can also type in scriptures about body image, scriptures about worth, scriptures about appearance, all of those different things that you're struggling with. You can find scriptures about them. And you want to take those scriptures. I would choose maybe like you can either choose a chapter. Like if you want to do Psalms 139 that's perfect or you can choose a couple of verses like 
three or four. And you can say, I'm going to read that chapter or these four verses over myself every single day for 30 days or however many days you want to do it if you want to do it longer. But I recommend at least 30 days. And you want to take that scripture and you want to put it in um, like a statement in I form. So say it's um, you are wonderfully and fearfully made. You would write, I am wonderfully I am fearfully made and you would speak it to yourself in the mirror. You look yourself dead in the eye and you speak it to yourself. It's really that simple. So let's recap. Get you utensils, something to write with, paper, pad, post-it, whatever you got. If you got dry erase markers, you could also write these things on your mirror. Fun fact, they'll wipe right off. Um, So yeah, you want to get your whatever you're going to write on, whatever you're going to write with. You want to research those scriptures that you're going to speak to yourself each day you're going to write those scriptures down i would recommend hanging up hanging up whatever you write on put it in the bathroom because you always go to the bathroom (laughs) the bathroom is the room in your house you don't have to escape if you have multiple bathrooms put it in the bathroom you're most likely to use but you want to put it by the mirror so that it reminds you to say it add an alarm to your phone if that will help but get those scriptures write them down put them in i statement I am wonderfully made. I am fearfully made. And you want to speak it to yourself, look yourself dead in the eye, and tell yourself, I am wonderfully made. All right? That's it, ladies. It's really that simple. Stay in your word. Stay prayed up. Speak life.